You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Monday, December 12th, the day after the Giants suffered a lopsided loss to the 12-1 and now playoff qualifying Philadelphia Eagles, leaving the Giants 7-5-1 and still in the playoffs, but, uh, but really needing to win some games here down the stretch and and here to help me uh, talk about Sunday's Sunday's debacle and look forward to uh, to next uh, Sunday night against the Washington Commanders is uh, Big Blue Views Tony Del Genio Tony good morning how are you I'm doing just fine Ed how are you I'm good you know I was sitting in the press box Sunday and Giants fans have had a lot to cheer about this year, despite the the uh, recent slide, one four and one, I think, over the last six games. You've got seven wins already. You're playing meaningful December football games. The Giants are for the first time in several years. But Sunday, I'm sitting there in MetLife Stadium, and it just sort of harkened back to what I've seen way too many times the last few years. Giants fans were starting to leave in the middle of the third quarter. By the end of the game, most of the people left in the building were Eagles fans. At the end of the game, Jalen Hurts was hearing MVP chants, and, and Eagles fans were unfurling 12-1 and banners, and, and, and it felt like an Eagles home game. And uh, I swear I was wishing that I could have been one of those people who could leave in the middle of the third quarter. <laughs> I don't know. Did did you make it all the way to the end of the game, Tony? Did you make oh, it? Oh yeah, I yeah I stayed to the end of the game. I could tell that that was happening. Uh, uh, that you could even on TV, I think, you know, hear that there was a pretty significant amount of cheering from Eagles fans who were at the game, and I think actually a lot of Giants fans just uh, sold their tickets, uh, and Eagles fans eagerly snapped them up. And, and you know, who can blame them? <laughs> have a, and I and I do think I do think I do think the weather held. Uh, held some of the crowd down a little bit yesterday. I know, especially, you know, trying to get home last night, you know, mm-hmm. driving through a little bit of snow back to upstate New York. But yeah. uh, I, I think the weather probably kept some people home. But but you know that John Mara just has to hate that, you know, watching watching the Eagles celebrate in MetLife Stadium. <laughs> as much as he, as many good things as he's had to, to look at this year, that one. That one hurts. It always hurts watching the Eagles fans or the Cowboys fans celebrate in MetLife. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's it's not a not a pleasant thing. Uh, yeah, I personally don't take a lot from it. I was as disappointed as anyone with the with the result yesterday. Not not that they didn't win, but that they weren't competitive. And I was hoping that they could be competitive because they've been competitive in every game this year up to this point. And obviously, yesterday they were far from being competitive. 
That is true. This is really the first time all season that they've been completely outclassed. And I wrote Sunday evening in my things, I think, in your post-game column, really that, that the Eagles had exposed the Giants for what they are, which is a team that that you know, while they've while they've had a good year so far, while they might sneak into the playoffs. They're a long, long way from being championship caliber. And maybe exposed isn't the right word because I think we've known that. But I, but the reality of it is, for me, there's not a lot to analyze in this game. The fact of the matter is the Eagles basically showed the Giants how far the Giants have to go because the whatever the Giants can do, the Eagles can do better. And whatever the Giants can't do, the Eagles can take advantage of. And if you look all the way up and down the rosters of both teams, there's really nowhere that the Giants have an advantage. And so, so yesterday's result was, was sort of predictable. And for me, just telling where the Giants are right now. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, precisely what, what you said at the same time. I think that just about every other team in the NFL right now would not feel too differently if they played the Philadelphia Eagles right now. The Eagles yeah. are an amazingly complete team right now. And I think, you know, other than the 49ers, depending on who's playing quarterback for them, I'm not sure I see a team in the NFC that that stands a chance of beating them. I mean, it, it was no fun watching them put 48 up on, on the Giants yesterday. But the Eagles have scored at least 35 points in each of their last three games. And this is the fifth time this season that they've scored at least 35 points. And I look at that defense. And the thing that I, you know, that I marvel uh, about with regard to the Eagles is just how much depth they have it's not just their the front line people but it's the depth i just i just went to their to their uh depth chart uh this morning i just wanted to remind myself and here's who they have on the defensive line on that team josh sweat fletcher cox linval joseph javon hargrave hassan reddick brandon graham dominican sue jordan davis and milton williams and that is with Derek barnett and robert quinn on the ir so it's like you look at all of those people they can they can bring on the on the defensive line and you know and 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 they had they had an injury to Jordan Davis and so what does Howie Roseman do brings in Indomitian soon and and uh, Linval Joseph you know they have they have tremendous depth and quality in so much much of their of their roster that you'd say well yeah they're a team that's built to win now and we know that Howie Roseman has done that he's. He's made some 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 uh, deals with the devil as far as their future finances in order to put this team together for this year. But clearly, they're all in for a Super Bowl this year. And at this point, I'm I'm hard pressed to see a team that is going to really seriously challenge them for that. I thought that Jalen Hurts was was their biggest question mark coming into the season, and I wasn't convinced last year that he was going to be a a top flight quarterback. Well, I think he's turning into a top flight quarterback. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm ready to forget about this loss yesterday and say that, well, there are a lot of teams in the NFL that would have a similar fate playing the Eagles the way they're playing now. I still think that the Giants have a decent chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, next Sunday night is the key game 
to make that happen. But uh, but I, I still don't feel that terrible about the Giants. No, I would agree with that. And and I think you know before we before we turn the page to to next Sunday night against the the Washington Commanders, you, you talked about the depth that the Eagles have and. And it's just a reminder, yes, the Giants were playing without Leonard Williams, Adore Jackson, and Xavier McKinney on the defensive side of the ball. And those are three really good players. You could you could argue that they're three of the four best defensive players that the Giants have. So you you can obviously say, well, if those three guys are healthy and they're on the field, it makes a difference, and maybe Philly doesn't put up 48. But again, as you said, it's a, it's a reminder just of where the franchises are and that, that the Giants, that the Giants are at the beginning and that the Giants do have a base of talent, that they do have some players, despite what it looked like yesterday, they can do some things well, but, but the roster is thin the 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 path to victory is remains as it has all season remains very narrow games have to unfold in a certain way and the eagles are a team the eagles are a team that they've done it quickly now because they were they they were a four win team you know two seasons ago they've had the cap space and they've had the draft choices they they've had the ability to turn this thing quickly. And a lot of it is with Jalen hurts, but they're at the point of looking for the payoff and and the giants are at the point of, of beginning to put Humpty Dumpty back together again still. And, and honestly have done a good job so far this year, but there's, but there's a long way to go. So as I, as I, my whole point has been that it's just a reminder for giants fans that, that while this season has been fun, it's still going to take some work to get this team where everybody would really like it to be. Yeah. And, and just one other thing I'd, I'd remind fellow Giants fans of, which I was trying to do on Twitter yesterday, because obviously Twitter was not a pretty place to be if you were a Giants fan uh, yesterday. Um, uh, certainly this team, this Giants team is, is not a Super Bowl team, nowhere near being a Super Bowl team yet. But just to make two comparisons during the 2007 season in which the Giants wound up winning the Super Bowl, uh, at about this point in the season, fans were wondering seriously whether whether the Giants were even going to make the playoffs. And I guess this was week 13 in the NFL, but in 2007, week 12, uh, Eli Manning threw four interceptions, three of which were pick sixes, as the Giants lost to Minnesota at home, forty-one to seventeen. And, and Minnesota was a five hundred team that that year, and they lost forty-one to seventeen to them in the two thousand eleven Super Bowl season. In uh, week twelve, Giants went to New Orleans and lost to the Saints, forty-nine to twenty-four. So there's two teams, and and that two thousand eleven team lost five out of six games in the middle of the season. So even teams that, that wind up performing very well can have bad stretches through, through the season. This Giants team is not as good as either of those two Super Bowl teams, but it doesn't mean that they're a disaster because they've, they've not played well for the past month or so. 
All right, Tony, let's turn the page. Let's let's forget the the Eagles game. Let's there, there's just play by play dissection of each drive. <laughs> there, there's there's nothing to analyze. The, the game was villain's punt. The, the, uh, <laughs> well, he, he he forgot what sport he was playing, Tony. He forgot what sport he was playing. It was kind of cool. It's just not legal. Uh-huh. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That game was over by the by the early part of the second quarter. What really matters for the Giants now is what comes next. And I will say this. Giants fans are up in arms right now. They're you know, they're they're at a low point. They're bummed out. They're they're ready to, you know, they're they're just, you know, they're they're ready to revolt. They they think the team stinks and and all that. And let me remind everybody of what has happened for the last five years with this Giants team. They have five consecutive double-digit lost seasons entering this year. They've gone through, this is their their fourth head coach, fourth full-time head coach since Tom Coughlin since Tom Coughlin was let go. There were no expectations for the Giants this season. Entering the year, seven or eight wins would have been considered a good season. It would have been considered progress. And the reality of it is, under Brian Dable, under Joe Shane, this team has still made progress. It is still ahead of where it was the last few years. They're not going to lose double-digit games this year. So, I mean, if you if you just want to base it on that, that's progress. Fact of the matter is, as we do this show, it's December 12th. The New York Giants are the number seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. They're in the playoffs. Can they stay there? I don't know. But I think back in August, back in June, back in July, before the season started, I think Every Giants fan would have signed up for, hey, it's the middle of December and the Giants are in the playoff race. They're not a perfect team, but they're in the playoff race. They're playing meaningful football. So, you know, my point is you're disappointed the way the last few weeks have have gone. The, The Eagles game was no fun to watch. 
but be excited. Your team is playing for a chance to go to the playoffs. This is a good thing. It's progress, and and it's it. They're taking steps forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, I do think it's important for the Giants to turn things around a little bit and play uh, better over over the final month of the season uh, for reasons that that you know aren't aren't necessarily uh, why you ordinarily want to win games. I say, you know, the Giants are, are not going to go to the Super Bowl. They're not going to come anywhere close to winning the Super Bowl. But it is still a very reasonable thing to imagine them getting a wild card spot. Uh, as you say, they're seventh now. If they beat Washington and they manage to beat the Colts, those are both winnable games. They're both losable games too, but... but if they if they manage to win both of those, then uh, then they finish. Uh, I guess it's uh, what nine, seven, and one, and that probably is good enough to get them into the playoffs. And and frankly, if you want to take it even further, if they get in, if they manage to get into the playoffs, they could wind up playing a team like Tampa Bay in the first round. And Tampa Bay is looking like a team that's in in deep trouble right now they're looking like a very old and and slow and and tired team you can even imagine them winning a game in the first round but but i think it's it really goes beyond whether they make the playoffs or not it's just a matter of setting a mood for the team and the players to know that 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 they could make the playoffs or even if they don't make the playoffs just finish with a winning record and uh and and finishing with a winning record would i think mean a lot to the players in terms of of their hopes for the future i also think in the off season when joe shane is finally going to have some money to work with and he's looking to sign free agents uh you know why why did Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph and Robert Quinn decide that they were worth you know they were worth of taking uh you know some small amount of money to sign with the eagles because the eagles look like they could win a Super Bowl and they'd like to get, they'd like to get a ring. Right. Okay. You know, and so I'm not saying the giants will be ready to get a ring even next year, but as you're recruiting free agents, those free agents, if they have a choice would rather go to a team that looks like they're building for the future and has some, has some hope. And so a good finish by the giants, I think makes it easier for Shane to improve the the team in the off season. Absolutely. And the Giants still have questions to answer at quarterback, and, and although I think Daniel Jones has done everything you could have asked him to do this year, considering what's what's been around him, and they you know they still have questions to answer about some of their other personnel, but uh, you know, but the big thing is you know can they make this push? It's good for these players to play in games like this. It would be an awesome experience for them to get to the playoffs and experience what that is like. So this is all good. It's all gravy. It's all good what's going on with the Giants right now. That said, it would be really nice to see the Giants turn things around and win this football game Sunday night in Landover, Maryland against the Washington Commanders. And and what I want to say is, on the face of it, all right, Washington's four and a half point favorites, you know, per DraftKings, at least in the initial line. All right, the the Giants are one four and one over their last six games. The the Commanders, I think, are six two and one or something like that over their last nine games. So on the face of it, 
you're entering a game and also the whole thing about Washington having a bye week in between the two Giants games. You're entering a game entering a game where it looks like the deck is stacked against the Giants. But I will remind you, the Carolina Panthers beat the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. And no one would tell you that the Panthers are better than the Seahawks. The Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Tennessee Titans yesterday. The Detroit Lions have come from one in six to be on the cusp of the playoffs. Brian Dable says all the time, this is a week-to-week league. What happened last week, what happened the week before, doesn't make any difference. Momentum is a, you know, momentum is basically as good as how well you play on that given day. Not it has nothing to do with the prior weeks or anything like that. So so for me, you you toss everything out, you forget who's hot, who's cold, who's played well, who hasn't played well. You just go try to win a football game on Sunday, and really nothing that happened previously makes any difference. Yeah, I'll I'll throw in the Houston Texans Texans were one good run block away from defeating the Dallas Cowboys yesterday at Dallas. So we want to talk about anything being able to happen uh, in any given week. And the other thing, uh, I'm not so pessimistic about the the Washington game because I do remember back eight days ago when the Giants, after the first quarter, kind of controlled that game against Washington and it was it was only their ineptitude on on offense mainly that that prevented them from and and a couple of ill-advised things like uh, uh, Feliciano uh, flexing his muscles and so on and so forth and getting a, a critical penalty and so on right. it was they, the... should have, they should have won that game again yeah. against Washington and so if they should have won that game Giants have have played well in Washington in recent years. There's no reason they can't win that game next Sunday. I think the, the, the big question for me and the only question that comes out of yesterday's game that truly worries me is the Giants' pass protection. And uh, yesterday's pass protection was horrendous, and the, what was horrendous about it? What it was that it was, uh, it was, it was Evan Neal who had an absolutely awful game, and even Andrew Thomas did not have a great game yesterday. So to see the pressure coming uh, against both of, uh, of the tackles was a, a very uh, uh, uncomfortable thing for me to watch. And uh, somehow they have to get that fixed up next Sunday so that Washington doesn't do something similar. Yes, they do. They have to play better on the offensive line. I, I have no worries about Andrew Thomas. It's, it's funny because, because I talked to him briefly after the game on Sunday night and he had, and we were just we were we were just chatting a little bit as he was leaving the locker room, and I and I said to him the the rep where he gave up the sack to Josh Sweat, and I I said I said I said is that your worst pass pro rep of the entire season? And he said it's one of the two. <laughs> and the interesting thing was he said both sacks that he's given up this year came on the same on the same pass protection scheme where he just didn't get to the place he needs to get to to make that block. So I have no worries about Andrew Thomas. Mm -hmm. I have some worries about Evan Neal. I think Evan Neal's going to be a very good NFL player, but we've reminded over and over and over this year that rookie offensive linemen have a long learning curve. If you look at what Charles Cross is doing in Seattle and you look at what Iki Aquanu is doing in Carolina, 
it's I don't have the pro football focus numbers in front of me, but it's not vastly different from the way that Evan Neal is playing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a learning curve. I think that Neal is going to continue to get better. You know, that's a tremendous defensive line that the Eagles have, and it was disappointing to see him play that way. I still say the issue for the Giants comes mostly on the on the interior of that offensive line. Yeah. And it's I don't know if Ben Bredesen will be available this coming Sunday against Washington. I think he will be. Bredesen, of course, was the starting left guard the first seven weeks of the season. And his return would help if he's if he's healthy, if he's playing the way that he played earlier in the season, which is no guarantee when you've been out for so long and to, to come back and, and pick up right away. But the interior of that offensive line is really not fixable until the off season. Yeah. So, so we'll see what we, what we'll see for me, the thing that I would like to see offensively, Tony, and I've written and talked a little bit about this already. The giants philosophy is what it is. All right. They're run first pass cautiously lean on Saquon Barkley, who had kind of sort of a rest day on Sunday against the Eagles, lean on Daniel Jones to be efficient, to make plays with his legs, to to make the throws they ask him to make. What I would like to see from Mike Kafka and Brian Dable is some creativity in getting to the kind of running plays that they get to, some some wildcats, some, some eye candy for the defense, some misdirection, some motion, some things that give def- that give the Washington defense some other things to to look at other than where the ball's going. And I, I think for me, I think that's where I've been disappointed with the Giants offense the last few weeks. It's not the philosophy because it is what it is. It's what they have to do. It's it's the the lack of creativity in how they've approached it. Yeah, I agree. And and I think that lack of creativity has been there now for certainly ever since the Jacksonville game. Uh, they were in some nice plays in the in the Jacksonville game. And ever since that time, uh, for whatever reason, they've they've been yeah, much more straightforward, much more vol- vanilla in in what they're doing. And I'm not sure I understand the reason for that. Unless they, I mean, yeah, and of course you never get anything out of Mike Kafka. He, he, he just gives these, you know, answers that tell you absolutely nothing when people ask him about, about, about play design and stuff like that. And so I get, you have to hope that maybe they're holding some things in reserve for this game that they're going to show that they haven't shown in a while. Well, I think that's, that's what I'm hoping for is not necessarily a trick play, although a well-timed, well-executed trick play would be, you know, w- would obviously be beneficial. But you know, look at like what the what the Lions did yesterday, throwing a a pass for a first down to offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Yeah. That kind of stuff is fun, yeah. you know, and it and it and it lifts a team. But but I'm just looking for if you want to hand the ball up the middle to Saquon Barkley, how about? That's fine, but how about some eye candy that has guys, you know, moving and and something that distracts the defense from where the ball is going? And I think we saw some of those things earlier in the season 
We've even saw some two running back packages at times. And I just don't think we've seen a lot of that. Hopefully, hopefully the Giants have some, uh, some tricks up their sleeves that they can uh, that they can add to uh, to their scheme on on Sunday. Yeah, and one of the things that that they did early in the earlier in the season was that they they showed those looks, but then from week to week they they showed the same look, but then do something different off the same look. And I think that's I think that's really the key is to have different options off the same look, so that you you assume that the the opposing defense has 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 seen what you do on film, and then they see that, but then you you do something off that that they're not expecting. And and yeah, there just hasn't been a lot of that lately it's been been very a very standard uh, uh look and whatever the reason is i think a lot of what they do or don't do has to do with their with their worry about the interior offensive line and feeling that they that there's very very little they can do to work with the group that they have out there right now but but whatever the answer is i think they have to do something to put some points on the board next next sunday night Absolutely. And hopefully defensively, they'll get Leonard Williams back. They might get Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson back. So they might be a little bit healthier, as as healthy as they can be at this point in the season. And, uh, you know, just in closing, you know, like I said, it's seven, five and one, maybe not as good as what you might have thought when the Giants were six and one. But, you know, when you look back on six and one, they won a couple of games that maybe they weren't supposed to win. But you look back at the Tennessee win in week one, Tennessee's what now, seven and six. They're basically the same as the Giants. Mm-hmm. So maybe that win is not quite as impressive as it might have felt at the time. The win over Green Bay in London, Green Bay is not what anybody thought they were going to be either. So maybe that win's not quite as impressive as as it might have felt at the time. But again, four weeks to go. Giants are still in the playoff hunt. I think everybody would have signed up for that. This week is huge, and it will be a disappointment if the Giants don't win this game, if they don't make the playoffs. And yet, when it's all said and done this season, it's my contention that a lot of good things that bode well for the Giants' future have happened already anyway. Yeah, I think it's it's been a clear sign of progress this year. And and again, I think so much is, is targeted at the offseason. Uh, uh, they will have established uh, a team that that at least came close to getting a playoff berth although a playoff berth would be uh, a lot nicer. And, and I, you know, and it's clear that they put together a coaching staff. They, they've been able to draw good coaches to, uh, to the team. Uh, maybe a silver lining in the fact that they've stumbled over the last month is, is we're not hearing so much of the talk about, about Kafka and Martindale being hired away for head coaching jobs <laughs> elsewhere. And so maybe there's a higher probability that they'll be, they'll be back next season, you know, let, uh, mm-hmm. let people take uh, uh, uh Ryan's is it uh, from, uh, from the 49ers to be their head coach. Right. <laughs> and, and there you go. Leave, leave wink here, you know, so there, there are things like that. And, and, uh, I think I think going into next season, the the Giants again with with money now to work with to fill some holes, and eleven draft picks to work with to fill some holes, and and people coming back from injuries, 
I think I think that they're in position to really take a nice step next season. You just like them. You would just like them to finish this season in a way that's very different from the way the Giants finished last season. Absolutely. All right, Tony. Again, Giants fans, you know, be be excited. Get ready for Sunday. We'll we'll have all your coverage all week long at Big Blue View as we get you ready for uh, for Sunday night football. Giants against uh, against Commanders. So, uh, Tony, thanks again, as always. Giants fans, thank you, as always, for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.